welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist specializing in gut health. I'm here to share my down-to-earth, no BS approach to nutrition and health to help you get to the root cause of your symptoms. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I've had a few weeks off because I've been busy focusing on the mastermind, and now I'm really excited to be back here recording regular episodes for you. Today, we're going to be chatting about something I get a lot of questions about, and that is gluten. I'll be explaining what gluten is and the foods it's found in, the different ways you can figure out if you have a sensitivity to gluten, and whether you should take a break or maybe give it up altogether. I put a question box up on Instagram asking what you wanted to know about gluten, and I got a lot of questions about celiac disease as well. So I'm going to do a whole separate episode on celiac disease, so stay tuned for that one. Okay, let's get straight into the episode. First up, what is gluten? Gluten is a protein found in certain grains like wheat, barley, and rye. It gives a lot of foods their structure and elasticity as well. So if you think of a wrap containing gluten, generally it's going to be nice and flexible and it won't fall apart. Whereas gluten-free wraps, to be honest, they're usually pretty terrible and they fall apart straight away. Gluten is found in things like bread and pasta. That's pretty obvious, but it's also hidden in lots of different foods as well. Things like sauces, marinades, salad dressings, deli meats, sausages, and alcoholic drinks like beer. Let's talk about the symptoms of gluten sensitivity. This really varies a lot for each individual. Common symptoms include bloating and belly pain, but for some people it's low energy, joint pain, eczema, or even period pain. When we have a quick reaction, it can be so much easier to figure out whether you have a sensitivity. So for example, you might go out for dinner, you have a pizza, and then later that night you feel really uncomfortable and bloated and you have belly pain. That's a little bit more obvious than someone who has these low-grade chronic symptoms. So for example, you might feel exhausted all the time. You might have a foggy head and you can't really tell whether it's the gluten or something else entirely that is driving those symptoms for you. But don't worry, we're going to cover some of the ways that you can identify whether you have a sensitivity in just a minute. But before we get into that, I want to chat about the difference between a gluten sensitivity or non-celiac gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. Celiac disease is an autoimmune disease. That means there is an inflammatory immune response to gluten, which actually causes the degeneration of the villi in the gut. Basically, when someone with celiac disease eats gluten, the gut lining is progressively damaged over time. Non-celiac gluten sensitivity is when someone has symptoms when they consume gluten, but they don't actually have the genetic markers of celiac disease. This doesn't necessarily tell us anything about the severity of your symptoms because you could not have celiac disease and still have a really strong reaction to gluten. Whereas some people with celiac disease don't even have particularly obvious symptoms, even though this damage is happening to the lining of their small intestine. There are studies that show leaky gut and chronic inflammation in people who do not have the markers for celiac disease and that that inflammation significantly improves after those people eliminate gluten for a period of time. What this shows us is that if people with gluten sensitivity eat gluten, they're probably going to be doing damage to their bodies progressively over time, even if it's not autoimmune in nature. 
So it's definitely not something to be taken lightly. If you're dealing with symptoms, it's really important that you figure out whether gluten could be a problem for you. For years, I've been using GI map testing to help my clients get to the root cause of their digestive symptoms. This test reveals what's going on in your gut and driving your symptoms from pathogens like parasites and candida to digestive dysfunction and leaky gut. I've just hit publish on a brand new free GI map gut testing guide explaining everything about the test, who it's for, how it works, and specifics on what the test looks at, and a sneak peek into a sample report. It's all in there. If you're curious about the GI map test and whether it might be the next step in your journey to overcoming your gut issues, this is the best place to get started. Head to the link in the show notes or my Instagram bio to download your free copy. I'm going to guess that you're probably wondering right now whether you have a gluten sensitivity. So let's cover some of the ways you can figure this out. The first way is an elimination diet, and this is really the gold standard for figuring out food sensitivities in general. This involves avoiding gluten completely for a period of time, and I usually suggest three to four weeks at a minimum. Over this time, you want to pay attention to your symptoms and how your body responds. Once that three to four weeks has passed, you will then want to reintroduce some gluten-containing foods to see if it triggers your symptoms. If you notice your symptoms return or you have a reaction to the gluten you consume, then you're going to want to continue on with a gluten-free diet. The second way to figure out whether you might have a gluten sensitivity is using the GI map gut microbiome test. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. This is my favorite gut microbiome test that I use with clients to help them get to the root cause of their gut symptoms. So the specific marker on the GI map is the anti-gliadin SIGA. Now, when this is elevated, it indicates an immune response in the gut to gluten being consumed in the diet. And as I spoke about with those more chronic symptoms, if you have fatigue, brain fog, or skin issues, it can be really hard to you know, correlate that with gluten that you're consuming. So this is a really helpful tool for figuring out whether that gluten you're consuming could be driving those symptoms for you. If you want to learn more about the GI map, you can head to the link in the show notes and download your free GI map testing guide. Okay, so you've done an elimination diet or tested your anti-gliadin SIGA and you know you have a gluten sensitivity. Does that mean you're going to have to avoid it forever? As with many things in science and nutrition, it really depends. For many people, the gluten sensitivity may just be a sign that your gut and immune system need some work. And once you've healed your gut and supported your immune system, you might be able to reintroduce it again without any issues. For other people, they might find that they continue to be sensitive to gluten even after doing some work on their gut. And if that's you, it's best to stick to a gluten-free diet ongoing. The good news is there is no such thing as a gluten deficiency. So if you're experiencing symptoms, just give up the gluten for a period of time and see how your body responds. I got to say it is also pretty easy these days, especially if you are in a major city. There are lots of gluten-free options. So you can get, you know, amazing gluten-free bread. <laughs> gluten-free wraps typically aren't as good, but gluten-free pastas, crackers, all that stuff, which means you can live a pretty normal life. And that definitely wasn't the case when I first went gluten-free around 12 years ago. There were very limited options available and there just wasn't a lot of awareness around it. So it was much more difficult. So now is a great time to be going gluten-free. Now I'm going to answer some of the questions you guys had about gluten. 
So first question, if I have a sensitivity, can I just have a little bit of gluten? This really depends on your health status. If you feel pretty healthy and it won't knock you around too much and you know that you don't have celiac disease, then occasionally having a small amount of gluten is probably fine. If you have a lot of health stuff going on or you have a really serious reaction, then I'd recommend doing your best to steer clear entirely. And of course, if you have celiac disease, avoid it completely. Second question, if you have Hashimoto's, should you avoid gluten? In case you don't know, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune thyroid condition. For many people with autoimmune conditions and Hashimoto's in particular, they find a benefit in avoiding gluten. The research here is a little mixed, but a 2018 study found that a gluten-free diet reduced thyroid antibodies. So I definitely recommend experimenting for yourself and you can assess your antibodies as you go to see how your body responds. Third question, can you reverse gluten sensitivity? I kind of touched on this, but I'll reiterate. A lot of people will be able to reverse their gluten sensitivity and some won't. For the best chance of being able to reintroduce gluten, I would look into leaky gut and repairing your gut lining because that is going to give you the best chance of success. Okay, let's recap. Gluten is a protein found in certain grains like wheat, barley, and rye. And for some people, even without celiac disease, it can trigger symptoms from digestive issues to non-specific symptoms like fatigue and skin issues. If you want to identify whether you have gluten sensitivity, consider trying an elimination diet or doing the GI map gut test. From there, you can work on repairing your gut lining while you continue steering clear of gluten, and then you can work towards reintroducing it. And if you do choose to reintroduce it, aim to go for quality gluten-containing foods. We spoke about how sourdough was made, so we know things like organic sourdough and spelt are much gentler on the gut and aren't going to contain those harsh pesticides. I hope you found this helpful. If you know someone who would love this episode or any other episode of the podcast, please share it with them. And if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to return the favor, hop on over to Apple or Spotify and leave me a rating or review and I will be so, so grateful. Catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want my help to get to the root cause of your symptoms, head to my website, frandargaville.com to learn more about my programs. If you want to connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me at Fran Dargaville and you can find all of those links in the show notes. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.